Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Big Fell Strength Podcast. I'm, as always, Austin Antrip here with you today. Um, it's been a long time. For uh, those of you that gradually tune in um, regularly um, or have listened, have kind of followed along with what I was doing. So, with that being said... First and foremost, want to apologize. Uh, been super busy as of late, and just I've been really focused. Um, in one of my previous episodes, I disclosed that I'd be competing um, on December fourth in a powerlifting meet, unsanctioned, um, but it it is held by um, an organization within the army that gets soldiers competing in certain events. Um, so me as a serious powerlifter wanted to do that, get my foot in there because it is judged by, it is going to be judged by multiple, um, people that are certified for us APL. So without any further ado, um, we're going to get started. On today's episode, um, I don't intend on it being that long of an episode. Kind of just get kick started back into the swing of things, um, making one or two every week, and putting it out for you guys to listen. So today's going to be a Q and A, and then I'm going to go over the benefits of using hypertrophy within training and what it can do for specifically the power lifter. And it's gonna get kind of it's gonna get kind of hairy when I go into it. So, so uh, for those of you that are using this for an educational benefit, um, please feel free to rewind it and listen to it however many times you got to. So anyway, let's get started. The first question I have on here: What ways do you change up your program to keep it working? And I I like that question because. Because every program that you do, you know, whether it be a short term or a long term program, it should be ever change. It should be changing constantly. Um, you know, and when I say constantly, I don't I don't necessarily mean like every week. It's completely different. I mean it in in the uh, sense of. If you're going to, for example, if you're going to emphasize triceps, and we're talking strength training here. So if you're going to emphasize tricep strength, so your tricep pull-downs, your seated dips, your um, close grip, your close grip inclines, um, stuff like that, it's... If you're going to emphasize it the and you're going to emphasize it in a certain month, then how are you changing the scheme of of which you're doing it? Are you starting off doing a 4 by 8 working at really heavy load and then going into the week after you're going to work a 3 by 10 at a at a significantly medium 
anywhere from medium to lower weight um, when it comes to the load within your exercises. Are you, and then the week after that, are you, uh, you know, are you, are you doing a two by 20, two by 40, um, really working on the volume? Um, so that's, that's the kind of switch ups I'm talking about. So the ways that I change up my program to keep it working is I like to pick and pull from certain program programs. I mainly use conjugate. And when I use conjugate, you know, I use the max effort, dynamic effort, and I take two days within the week to give myself a break giving myself two days before. So if I hit upper body on Monday, I don't hit it again until Thursday. That gives me two days in between where I'm not working upper body. Same thing for um, my lower body. You know, I work I, I work lower body max effort on Wednesday and don't hit dynamic effort until Saturday. Just increasing um, recovery time. And it's been very beneficial um, for me. But things that I, back to um, what I was talking about, the ways I change it is, so last month I did all conjugate. And I even threw some, some resistant bands on top of, you know, resistant band percentage of my max on top of, a you know bar bar weight percentage added up to get so like for example I think I did 80 20 for my max effort in order to get to 90 so I had 80 percent of my max bar weight and 20 percent of it um through band tension and I didn't heavily emphasize on band tension I think I was doing it I was doing it once once a week and in the last weeks of that that month period that monthly period um I started doing it twice a week so I would alternate when I do bands for dynamic or if I'd do it for max effort, that first week I'd pick, that first week I picked, I decided to do max effort bench with band tension. And then that second week, I decided to do dynamic effort lower body with band tension. And then those last two weeks, I was work, I think I worked dynamic effort with band tension on the bench. So upper body. And then I worked max effort with band tension on lower body because I'd hit, um, I hit dynamic the week before. And then that last week I hit max effort with band tension and then I hit, um, for upper body. And then I did dynamic effort with band tension on lower body. Um, that, that next lower body day I did. So I didn't, it wasn't like I was using band tension for every single, you know, every single day. Um, it will be something that I do eventually hit just to keep my program diverse. So 
I just, uh, there's this program in high school where we were hitting a five by five week and a five by three week or a five by three week, then a five by five week. And that's what I did this month. I hit the first week of five by three, second week I did five by five and that goes for bench squat and deadlift. Um, and then I think I'm, I'm emphasizing more on my triceps and shoulders for upper body when it comes to accessories and for um for my leg accessories I'm really working on my individual quad and hamstring strength so you know quad extensions hamstring curls um hack squats leg press so stuff like that um and it'll change like next month I don't really know what I'm gonna emphasize I still have one more week before I can after this week I have one more week and then I can program and in all honesty you know that that meets on December 4th so I'm gonna it's gonna be one of the th- those things that I, I'm I'm gonna take it as far as I can but then I gotta start you know prepping to for that meet so about a week out's when I'm going to start prepping so I might only get like three weeks of training in before the meet so but that's how I change it up I just I I use I use stuff that I I've used in the past and I utilize it um and I keep I keep changing it and you know there's still stuff that I haven't even thrown into my workouts that I can use to change it or use to change the motion of each lift. Like I haven't really prioritized a pin press as much as I would have liked to. Um, so I think next next month I'm going to really emphasize the pin press. So, um, but yeah, those are the ways I, I changed my program to keep it, um, diversified and keep it, um, keep it, keep my body from getting used to the program and getting conditioned to the program to where I'm seeing minimal gains. So, um, this is a weird question. Uh, what do you like most and least about sports modern day? I kind of like it. I kind of like this question. Um, at, let, let's replace the word sports with athletics. I'd say the thing I like most about athletics, and I'm talking all across the board. I'm talking tennis. I'm talking Olympic games. I'm talking NBA. I'm talking NFL. I'm talking collegiate NCAA kind of stuff here, um, you know, NCAA, NCAA basketball, football, um, you know, professional baseball. What I like most is, I guess you could say what I like most about it is the fact that there are a lot of records that have stood for years you know that were set back in the 70s the 80s the 90s 
that are finally being broken. Um, and it's, it's quite amazing because it's like, you know, you'd hear your father's, you'd hear your parents talk about all these great athletic phenomenons that happened while they were, you know, growing up or while they were teenagers or while they were, you know, very young adults. And it's just like, it's like, holy crap. Like, you know, that, that you hear your dad, you hear your mom, you, you hear anybody talk about it. And you're just like, man, they, they must've been an incredible player if, you know, they won't shut up about it. So nowadays you're seeing more, you're seeing these records being broken, you know, just this, just this week or this past weekend, Sunday, whatever, you know, Tom Brady just broke the, the, um, single most career touchdown record, you know, for a QB and that's amazing. That's 600 TDs. That's 600 thrown touchdowns in his career, you know. So, to me, that's extremely impressive. And that's what I love most about... That's what I like most about modern-day professional athletics is records are being broken like crazy. And and they're they're being set. They're being set, and it's just like, you know, gosh. It's like, who's going to beat that record? So um, what I dislike the most, um, it's, it's kind of a mixture of two things that fall into each other, and that's competitive spirit and the lack of being a team and I'll I'll explain that a little bit. What I mean by that is you know everybody likes to talk about LeBron James, you know who's better, LeBron or Jordan. And me um they're two different types of players, not only in position on the court, but they just two different eras and two different types of playing style. Jordan was a great player, great individual player, but he was never good enough to kind of, you know, carry his team. And everybody's like, well, he did carry his team. Okay, yeah, but you got to understand that if he, that, when Phil Jackson became the coach of the Bulls, Phil, Phil had the triangle offense, right? And with that triangle offense, you know, it's it's more so take the open shot, not, hey, get it to Michael. I don't care if he's got two guys on him. I want him taking the shot. And at first it was hard for Michael, but Michael started, you know, Michael started winning. And he, not only was he a great player, but he's a great leader. You know, he you you hear his teammates talk about him all the time you know and they you know they said he is hard to he is hard to play with but the reason he's hard to play with is because he pushed 
those guys to be better. Because without Michael Jordan, you know, Scottie Pippen would have never been been on the level that he was at without Michael Jordan. Because Michael Jordan pushed him. Without Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen would have just been another star player on a different team that was trying to beat Jordan. But instead, he was on the same team as Jordan, and he realized that, you know, without you know without Michael Jordan, his his teammates were not going to be up to standard with any other kind of teammate than Michael Jordan. They would have never been on Michael Jordan's level. So, and you don't see that anymore. You you see the you see all these you know like, I guess in the recent years like. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, he's been everywhere. You know, he started at Oklahoma City, and then I think he's with the Warriors, and then now he's with Brooklyn. And then James Harden, he's with the Rockets, and then he went to Brooklyn with the Nets, and then Kyrie, he went from Cleveland to the Nets. And it's just like, you got all that talent on that team. That should be the most superior team in the league. I don't care if they're playing LeBron James. I don't care who they're playing and how great the one single player on that. They have that much talent. But the thing is, is they can't get away from their own egos. So they don't share the ball. They're not going to share the ball. And, and, you know, they play for themselves. So there's a lack of, there's a lack of, They don't they don't want to be they're on the same team but they don't want to be. They're comp- they they don't know what it takes to be a team. And um you can ask anybody in a team sport teams win championships. It's not a single person. You know, team teams win championships hands down. So I guess that I that's what I would say that I like the least about professional sports modern day and the fact that the competitive nature you know you see all these four game sweeps I can't tell you the last time I watched a series go to a game seven in football or baseball um maybe just this re- but you know that's not a championship series that was just a east or ALC NLC um playoff which I mean it is a championship for that division but still I want the big the big entertainment entertaining show at the end I want a seven game series I want and I want to see that these two teams are neck and neck and whoever prevails is the ones that are willing to do whatever it takes but you don't see that anymore and it's it's sad, but at the same time, like, that's just part of change within society and within the world is they, they, I don't know, but, yep, so moving on, sorry, that one took a long, long time. What is my favorite way to train? That's actually pretty complicated, uh. My favorite type of training, my favorite day of training, like, what what are you talking about? Um, I guess I can answer for both. So, my favorite way to train is 
if I had to pick one way to train for the rest of my life, I'd definitely do conjugate method rest of my life. Just because without the changes that I make to the conjugate programming that I already do myself, conjugate would still be making me strong as long as I put in the work. So conjugate, by far, my favorite way to train. Um, when it comes to the day, I I love going into an upper body day because I know it's, you know, I don't struggle. And I don't go through as much pain in my upper body days as I do in my lower body days. And I can push through a upper body day faster than I can push through a lower body day. But flip the script i feel better after having completed a leg day than after what i feel like after i finished the upper body today or upper body day and i think it part of the reason is because of what the numbers i'm at right now look like um it's just it's kind of offsetting and I'm only at like a 325 bench press right now. And, you know, I feel unfulfilled because I, I want to hit a 500 raw bench press. That to me is like once, I'm not going to stop once I get there, obviously. But like once I get there, I will feel a little more established um, as a power lifter. So I if I had to pick one, it's definitely the leg day. The leg day I feel fulfilled. I feel like I'm going somewhere with the legs. I always feel tired enough like I got something done. So, yep. So, that's that's my favorite way and favorite days to train. How do I cut weight when powerlifting? That's a good question. Um, there are multiple ways to do it. There are multiple ways I've seen it done. Um, but let's, let's talk about what I think is the most optimal way to do it. The most optimal way to cut weight is using hypertrophy within your training. And I'll get into that a little later on in the episode, but the hypertrophy essentially takes the muscle that you already have on your body and strengthens it to its maximum potential without necessarily putting on size, I guess. Um, that's, that's the best way I can think of describing it. Um, and it's all about the mobility. Um, hypertrophy is all about mobility within lifts. Um, you know, your pause reps, your, if you're a fast bent, if you're a fast bencher, then slowing down, slow and controlled benching like that, that'll help you get stronger. Um, same thing with squat. If you're a fast squatter, squatting slower, like having a countdown five, four, three, two, one, that will help you, um, increasing your, your motion so if you're a wide squatter then squatting narrow that will help you you don't have to necessarily change the way you you like to squat but hitting it every you know hitting that narrow squat is going to increase your range of motion 
therefore putting more tension on the muscles and engaging muscles that you're probably not engaging as much when you're in that wider squat. So I'd say, um, like, I'd say, you know, if you're still trying to power lift while using hypertrophy, I'd say use it as a supplemental lift to where you complete your main lift, your main exercise, and then, like, do a do a countdown slow close grip bench or even just a slow countdown bench um not at any kind of heavy strenuous weight i'd say do anywhere from 50 to 65 percent of your max for anywhere from two or three sets for about anywhere from eight to ten reps because that'll help strengthen you, but it'll also give you a little bit of cardio within your lift. Um, you know, you have to add cardio into your program if you want to cut weight. There's just no, there's no way around it. And a lot of people tell me, well, I got cardio. No, you got volume, which, yes, it can work as cardio, but you... You have to you like you have to get on the rower, you have to get on the treadmill, you you have to get on a salt bike, you have to do something that's gonna get your heart rate going and start beating away at the fat that's on your body. Um so and then your diet. Your diet that is that is the most important thing. Um lean meats, lean carbs, you know. You need to you need to have a good diet. So fruits, veggies, you know, stay away from fast food, you know. But those those three things right there will get you get you some weight cut over over a period of time. Um and it's more optimal because you're you're keeping your strength. Or at least it might be decreasing if you're taking if you're taking a really heavy knock to your weight. You know, if you're, like, trying to cut 50 or 60 pounds, you might lose a bit of numbers, but with that hypertrophy, it will help keep you maintained, I suppose, is the word. All right, last question. What kind of gym should I look for in powerlifting? Well, a powerlifting gym. Nah, um, obviously you don't want to go to like a Planet Fitness. You definitely don't want to go to a Planet Fitness. And you don't want to, you don't want to go to a Planet Fitness. You don't want to go to an Anytime Fitness. You don't want to go to any place that's going to, you know, discriminate against you because of the fact that you lift heavy weights. And, you know, I've heard some crazy things like Anytime Fitness has alarms for when people slam the weights. And, you know, you if you get alarmed, it goes on your record. And if they see that you're a second time offender, they take away your membership. Whatever, you know that I'm not even going to get into that, but 
Um, that's a story for that's a that's not even a story. That's a rant for a different time. But I'd say it, it all depends. How driven are you to get strong? What are you willing to do for yourself? What are you willing to do to do what you want to do? Are you willing to, you know, completely move where you're from? If you're willing to move, then I'd say go to Columbus, Ohio. They have multiple powerlifting gyms there. Um, Florida's a big place. Cali is a big place that has a lot of good places for um, powerlifters. Um, Texas. Texas has a few places. But the best advice I can give you when looking for something like that is get online and look up powerlifting gyms around your area. You might find one that's 30 minutes. You might want find one that's three hours away from where you live. Um... So that might mean that you have to move. Me personally, the closest gym, powerlifting gym that I'd consider um, going to, like as a powerlifter that competes, I would only want to go to Columbus, Ohio, and that's the only real place where there's multiple variations of options that I can choose from when it comes to powerlifting gyms. So, you know, I and it's like two, three hours away from where I live. I'm not driving two, three hours there, then two, three hours back. That's six hours of my day, and there's no way. There's just no way that I'd be able to swing that. So, um... But yeah, look into it. If you can't find anything and you're so dead set, then I encourage you to start investing in your own at-home gym. If you live in an apartment, then I'd say try to find someone who... Try to get out of that apartment, find some place to rent that has a garage. Um, If you can't swing that, then you're just going to have to bite it. Honestly, if I was living in an apartment and wasn't making enough money to have, you know, buy my at-home gym stuff and there wasn't any close gyms, then I'm moving because, hell, I might I might have better opportunities somewhere else. I obviously make enough. I can save for the next two months and then go over to wherever it is that my gym's at, look for a job, start applying for jobs. Or get a temporary job until I can find a good, better job. And take that money that I saved up to start paying for my living expenses. You know, rent, food, all that stuff. Um, But that's... It's all on you, man. Or woman. (laughs) What kind of gym should I look for in powerlifting? Um, A gym that's going to support you. And what you do. Um... Gym that lets you power lift. Um, so, and if you can't afford the membership, like I said, start saving your money. 
or try to find somebody that has an at-home gym or something. Go out there, ask around. Promise you, you get the answers you want. So, anyway, that's the last thing, question. So, we're going to talk a little bit about hypertrophy. Um, Hypertrophy is good for multiple things in powerlifting. Now, don't get it mixed up. I'm not telling you to go out there and use hypertrophy every chance you get. Absolutely not. Um, It's something that should be incorporated into programming um, every so often. Not, and it should never, I don't think it should ever really be main focus within a program. Uh, I think for a power program, it doesn't need to be as main focus as some people think it does. But it, it, it's really more beneficial for bodybuilders because it takes, it helps you strengthen the muscle mass that's already there on your body. If you can strengthen your muscle mass and get stronger, then you can lift heavier at the weight you're at. And if you're lifting a heavier weight for the same amount of reps as you were lifting, you know, for example, let's say you were doing, let's say you were doing 315 for a bench press and you're doing it for, you know, five reps. With using hypertrophy, it's strengthening you to where you can now start lifting 315 for more reps, or maybe it'll let you lift 330 for five reps now. Um, But that's, it, it takes that muscle, it strengthens it, that way you can maintain the same size and start you know getting stronger and getting a little more defined and cut up if that's what you're trying to do now in powerlifting it helps because it helps with weight cuts and why people would want to cut weight in powerlifting has everything to do with the fact that some people are strong enough where if they could drop 20 pounds, they might take a record. You know what I'm saying? So, that's why people want to do it. And I I honestly don't blame them if I had to do it too. And that's why hypertrophy is important because it will help you put, it will help you strengthen the muscle mass on your body to its max capacity so if you're working on cutting weight and you're using hypertrophy you know you're cutting your weight you're eating right you're doing cardio and then you're doing hypertrophy and it's really strengthening the muscle mass that's already on you know so you don't necessarily have to go out there and pig out on protein and carbs in order to put more fat onto your body to make into muscle to gain strength, you don't have to do that anymore. You're just making your present muscle mass as strong as it needs, as it can possibly get. So once you get it, you know, let's, so for example, if you are 240 pounds and 
you can lift, and this isn't the actual record, but let's say 330 pounds is the record for 210 pounds. And you weigh 230 and you're bench pressing, you know, 315. So, you know, without gaining any weight, you work your ass off. You get to 330. And this is before you start using hypertrophy. This is before you decide to start cutting weight. And the once you hit 330, you notice, like, oh, my God, I'm at 225. I'm 15 pounds away from 210, and I could break the record for the 210 weight class bench press. So then you decide, well, I'm going to take a weight cut. You start using hypertrophy, and you might turn that 330 bench press into a 240 bench press, or a 340 bench press, and you get down to 220. So now you're 10 pounds away from your goal. You're at 340-pound bench press. Anything over 330 breaks the record. And this is all due to hypertrophy because you're maximizing the strength with the muscle mass already on the body. So you keep using hypertrophy and your you know you finally get down to three or two ten body weight. But your max took a knock because you know, if you were focusing more on losing the weight you need to lose you but it only, you know, you only lost five pounds off of your bench. So now you're at 335. Five pounds still breaks that record. So when it comes to cutting weight and taking a record, hypertrophy, using hypertrophy, cardio, the right diet, you know, all that, it, it helps. And that's really the only use it has in powerlifting other than, you know, you hit it. Every so often, you hit a hypertrophy week where you really work on hypertrophy, and it helps strengthen, you know, it's kind of like, what would it, it's kind of like taking your vitamins, you know, it gives you that, that extra, that extra oomph that your muscles need. And then, you know, you do that for a week and then you go back onto your regular scheduled programming and, you know, you might see, you might be looking good and lifting really good, really good maximum weights. So, but yeah, that's, that's, that's really the only benefit. At least in my eyes, other people that know a little more about it that have used it can probably tell you um, that it has more benefits than meets the eye. But that to me, having looked into it a little bit, that's the only benefits I really, you know, see, you know, and that's all I'd ever use it for. So, Um, yeah. So anyway, um, that, that concludes the content of this episode. Um, so real quickly, I just want to give you guys 
I just want to talk to you guys about a few things that have been going on in the past few weeks. Um, been working, uh, been training. I'm really tired. Um, really, the only reason I haven't been making these is because just the way I got scheduled this month just really wasn't optimal for me to have to. I don't feel like I had a lot of free time this month, so um yeah and even even today after working out you know i'm cutting it kind of close with you know when i want to finally start settling down getting ready for bed so um but yeah I, i really do apologize for those of you that listen on the regular or that keep checking in for a new episode and you know i i hope i'm able to keep Um, I hope I'm able to keep, good Lord, I'm losing my train of thought. I'm hope I'm able to keep being more frequent with it for you guys. So you, you know, I have a lot to talk about. I've been seeing a lot. I've been hearing a lot. I'm not, I just, you know, so it's not like I don't have any content to be posting. I got tons to talk about. Um, so but yeah, I I appreciate every single one of you guys come coming and stopping by and listening, giving it a listen. Uh, and I hope it's beneficial for you guys, whether it be educational or whether it be, you know, just entertaining. You know, I hope, or if it's something to listen to to help you get through your workouts, like whatever it is, I hope that it. You know, I hope it has some kind of positive impact what I'm doing. So, but anyway, I got to get off here. Got to make my chicken and rice and eat and shower and start to bed down. So, anyways, thanks for coming to listen. I'll catch you on the next one. And just remember... Live strong, get strong, and keep grinding. Have a good one.